everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW Rampage review. Um, I'm joined, as always, by Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. How are you doing, Mike? Not doing too bad. Um, I started working on some art for the first time in like three months, nice. maybe longer. So that that's significant for me. Mm-hmm. Just for it, uh, it became one of those things where uh, what you love to do becomes work, and then therefore stresses you out. Mm-hmm. Where you know, so like uh, I was like, oh, I got to do my art because uh, it really helps with my anxiety. But then because it's work, thinking about doing my art was was making me anxious. Yeah. It was like a it was a cyclical thing. So, but last night I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna do art until rampage which was amazing but then by the time rampage came on i was so fucking tired <laughs> yeah <laughs> because because doing my art can be mentally uh be mentally taxing but anyways i'm working on a working on a little little print for death loop which hopefully will look cool i'm sure it will your art's always good yeah so uh let's talk about uh the episode last night that was fun it was uh, a lot of fun it was even though I was tired because it was way past my bedtime by the time it ended, I had a lot of fun. I didn't yeah, feel tired till the end of the episode. And then I was like, Oh yeah, it's late. <laughs> I fucking, I ordered coffee with my dinner last night <laughs> from McDonald's. Yeah. I was, uh, I was alone for dinner last night, which was, uh, good for my art making yeah. because I could, uh, I could eat at the desk, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it was, a. Uh, Great episode. We should talk about the news a little bit. Um, so Dynamite did, I believe it was 1.27 or 1.23, which was, I think, I believe they said was their third best That's awesome. episode. Um, so again, I think still behind the punk debut on yeah. Rampage, but uh, their third best episode of Dynamite. So I honest, I did, I did genuinely think they were going to do more like around 1.4. I thought this was probably going to be their, be- their highest. Mm-hmm. However, it's not a bad thing at all that they did one point two. Oh, it's an incredible number. Yeah. But also, when you look at what they went up against, we have to remember this is happening in September, which is when all the shows are debuting. Like yeah. this is, this is essentially sort of like sweeps week or like sweeps month, where all the shows debut. Yeah. Including Survivor debuted that night, so they went head to head with Survivor. They went against the Challenge. Like all kinds of shows were starting up, mm-hmm. and though that severely hampered their their female demo um well really really good stuff really good numbers and if you look at their overall trend like the graphs that uh brandon thurston puts out on i think it's wrestlenomics give that uh that twitter handle a follow he's amazing um he puts out graphs each week which it shows like the past three months basically of their with their projection with all the other major shows and AEW's on a steady incline. Um, That's good. So, and almost every week after a big show, it does dip. Like it never goes straight up. Mm-hmm. So it goes like up, down, up, down, but it's trending up steadily right now for the past uh, two months or a month and a half. So it's still still on the way to great things and you know that the buzz from this week is going to push it up even further it's like i didn't watch kenny omega's match with okada live i watched it after the fact Mm because everyone was talking about it yeah for sure yeah it'll yeah it's it's i don't know i'm not a super ratings guy no everyone knows but i i think as long as they're above a million for the business that's good yeah it's good for the business and i just think yeah, I mean, I don't know. One point two seven is good. Good for me. No, it, it's here's the thing. I like it regardless. I just want them to be healthy, and they're going to be healthy re- anyways. But it's uh, it's just it's exciting to see because they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They're going to be selling out more and more of these places. They made a million alone off of that event. Nice. Like this guy. It was actually, I believe it was Thurston as well. Like he, he did the numbers. He's like, so with the roughly 20,000 tickets with, let's say approximately 18,000 people paid for it. And that's being a little, 
pessimistic, I think, probably. He said they they hit about a million right there just off sales. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the shirts, you've got the merch, you've got the yeah. the ad stuff. So selling out and doing these big shows is helping them quite mm-hmm. a bit. For sure. And it All shows right, so that let... the business is hot. 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 Uh, Absolutely. It's it's an absolute, it's a hugely hot product. Mm-hmm. You can tell because it's showing up. People are covering it from different sources. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about Rampage. It started off very hot with Hobbs versus Punk. Oh, yeah. Um, now, to, to before I go into this match, because this is directly related, there was an article that lots of people were talking about. And I don't want to talk too much about it because we are two white men. Yeah. But uh, there was a, there was a Forbes article that was put out that essentially said, AW's main event scene is very white. Their fan base is very white. And those are facts mm-hmm. that is not misplaced. That's not trash talk. Like those are like, if you take away people's, opinions those are just straight facts and yeah. i know tony khan's a facts guy so he's he's a stats man so he's looking at these stats mm-hmm. and again this was put out by brandon thurston again his name keeps coming up mm-hmm. um tony khan a week ago said that AEW is the most essentially the most affluent um and he needs to be careful with this shit because that's what led into this article mm-hmm. um is the most affluent fan base they have the highest education. They make the most money. It's like, okay, be careful with that because yeah. that can make you seem elitist. And then when it comes out that by these same stats, it says, oh, you have the lowest amount of POC fans yeah. in the industry. Now there's a problem. Mm-hmm. You can't be saying that shit. That, yeah. That's an issue. He kind of stepped in it a bit there. Mm-hmm. Um. And those are stats, and that is that's a a huge piece of the pie of the fan base that they're missing. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're well below every other uh, promotion in terms of reaching that demographic. And there's when talking about this, like like they mentioned the main event scene, they should not. Um, shy away they should sign every single person that they've been signing and they should all be in their main event scene there's no reason why you can't have all the guys you have and also be pushing the people of color in your Mm -hmm. lineup or also be signing the other people because we look at every dynamite and even like literally every rampage has been like oh it's the hfo show Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be the hfo show it can be the HFO bi-weekly match. Yeah. It does they don't have to be on every show with two matches. Mm-hmm. Like there is room. You don't have to be pushing the factory. You don't have to be pushing the nightmare family. You don't have to be pushing HFO. Like there's room to put people in. Mm-hmm. Like For the sure. only people who should be on every week are the main eventers, and they're not. Mm-hmm. It's strange yeah like I, strange. I see i see matt hardy twice a week yeah. and i don't understand why sometimes twice a week and then two times on the show because there's so many people in his group that they'll have yeah like it like it, it's not an all or nothing thing mm-hmm. you can have both yeah and aw has chosen to the, at the to this point not do both so and so they can rectify that it's very easily however i'm also I'm a credit where it's due person. Look at last night's rampage card. Yeah. It was like, it was 75% people of color. Mm-hmm. So yes, more of this. Yes. This, you did it. Mm-hmm. This, this just keep doing this. It's yeah. not a, it's, it's not rocket science. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where I'll leave that. Cause we should just segue right into Hobbs versus punk. Hobbs is amazing. Oh my God. This dude's going to be such a big star here pretty soon. Like, and that—that's the thing with AEW is that they're a new company, so they had to they had to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. They didn't already have all these stars to pluck from, so they had to sign who was available. And legitimately, at that time, and 
in terms of main event stars, not main event talents. That's different, Mm -hmm. but main event stars, WWE had them all and ring of honor has a ton as well. Um, but they got Hobbs, they got, um, Lee Johnson, they have sunny kiss. These are all people that they can, they have to take the time to build them in order to put them in the main event spot. Cause if you just shove them in a main event spot, people get mad Yeah, because they're not ready. Hence Lee Johnson a few weeks ago, uh, standing up to Malachi black and people being like, why the fuck is he there? Yeah. So you can't force it. You have to build them up, but you can't build them up if you don't put them on TV. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's a, you can't go cart before the horse. How they've been doing a great job with Willie Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looks amazing. Yeah. He looked awesome in this match. Like he belonged there in, a, in the ring with CM Punk. It was, I love this match. Yeah. And Hobbs looked, he looked amazing. He, he looks like such a star. He faced CM Punk in his first match, his first televised match in seven years. Mm hmm. Which CM awesome. Punk came out in the CM trunks. Yeah, he. I guess he put a poll on Twitter asking what he he should wrestle in his tights. His long tights are his trunks, and the trunks won by a lot, like ninety five percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hobbs has some of the best facials in the business. Yeah, we should just start calling him Grimace. Yeah, that lip <laughs> snarl he does is so awesome. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Punk looked a lot more comfortable in yeah. this match. Um, right away, he was cutting the big man down, chopping at his legs to the point where Taz had to like call it honestly. He's just like, oh, this is a really good strategy. Mm-hmm. I hate it, but this is a really good strategy. Yeah. And I have to shout out Hobbs and Starks right away. Just the um, the AW Dark commentary team mm-hmm. was out there in full force. Yeah. With uh, Starks, Taz, and Excalibur. For people who don't know, these guys have been, well, Starks and, uh, or sorry. Taz and Excalibur are the dark commentary team, but for about two thirds of every dark show, um, Ricky Starks has been on there as well. Mm -hmm. And these three guys have a fantastic rapport and they were really good last night to the point where I would not bring Jericho back. Yeah. I, I would just go this team. I don't know if it's true, but I think I heard that Stark said he's, he's replaced Mark Henry. Mark Henry's just doing backstage stuff. He has replaced Mark Henry. That's Mm -hmm. a great thing. Yeah. But like Jericho's not needed because mm-hmm. you have the guy with experience or you have the guy, the active guy with experience who can work a bit heel on commentary, who can come in with the jokes mm-hmm. and he's not screaming. Yeah. <laughs> so it was amazing. It was yeah. really, really During good. During this match, he had like the one of the funniest lines Starks did when they're talking about the elite GM game, how you can get CM Punk and he's like, good, I could beat his ass on uh, on my phone while he's getting his ass beat in the ring or something like that. It's hilarious. Really good stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Hobbs just, just trucked uh, CM Punk all over the ring in this one. When like with his cross bodies, with his lariats, his body blocks, like he wrestles like I do in wrestling video games, mm-hmm. which is run power move run like that's and then he just like he just hits the strong grapple button Mm -hmm. over and over and over like oh my goodness like he is a he's a wrestler's dream he's a video game player's dream yeah he's Um, just a big brute and i saw a bunch of people on twitter saying too like uh, the tv camera doesn't do him justice like in person he looks even bigger like than he does on tv which is i can't imagine what he would look like in person yeah (laughs) um they did another Bret Hart spot, which is cool. Mm-hmm. They did the Irish whip into the corner with yeah, the, uh the front. with Yeah, on the front with uh with CM Punk clutching his chest and falling over like he had a heart attack. Yeah. Um I thought Punk looked sufficiently overwhelmed, which was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Like he really played up that Hobbs is an absolute beast and he had to he had to Hobbs had to make mistakes in order to lose. Mm-hmm. Because when the only times when Hobbs was in trouble was when he would underestimate the striking abilities of Punk and Taz rightly put it over every single time. He's like, Oh, don't get in a striking exchange with Punk. Uh he he's a very dangerous striker and both times uh that led to Punk getting offense and then in the end it led to Punk winning. Mm-hmm. Um 
Punk went for the elbow drop in this, which was great to see. Um, he went to hit a GTS at one point, and Hobbs reversed it into the spine buster, that was like which was moving the match. That was so sick. It was so cool, man. Yeah. Like it's, it was amazing. I like it looked like he hit it, and I was like, "Oh, sh- oh, what, what happened mm-hmm. there? Oh my god, that was so cool." Mm-hmm. And like the crowd didn't even really know what to make of it because I've never seen that before in my life. Yeah. yeah, it was like a late reaction. Like once they realized what had happened, everyone reacted to it. But at first, everyone's like, "What the hell just happened?" Because <laughs> heading into this match, I didn't know if Punk could get Hobbs up for the GTS. Yeah, I thought he might be too big because he's tried to get up smaller men so mm-hmm. far since his comeback and faltered mm-hmm. not faltered but like stumbled like yeah. he struggled with much smaller dudes mm-hmm. so he's uh he's leveling up which is really cool um hobbs went upstairs at one point which was stupid because as we know that's not where hobbs goes yeah. um punk went up there to hit her hurricane rana off the top rope but he got caught by Hobbs but he was still able to get it but it looks so nasty yeah that was that was rough looking it it was a rough landing for for both of them Mm -hmm. like it was a bit of a botch but like a good botch as they say like it looked it looked nasty it looked like 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 fight two dudes that had been fighting and then they tried something like that you're gonna it's not gonna be picture perfect no like it it makes it look like a real fight I love Mm -hmm. that I don't want to see fucking Hobbs for whatever reason getting launched through the air by a 45 year old man that Mm -hmm. like that's not real life yeah so this was this is realistic to see and then there was a massive powerbomb off a triangle choke from cm punk Mm -hmm. which is really cool um and then as i said another ill-advised strike exchange by hobbs which led directly to the gts and i really like the Punk shared a nice moment with him afterwards yeah, um, where Hobbs was lying on the ground and he, he tapped his chest to say yeah. like, good job kid. But also like, okay, go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like tucking you into bed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I this, thought that was awesome, man. Yeah, I liked it too. This was awesome. See, Punk looked like he got, <coughs> excuse me, looked like he got hit by a truck. His mouth was all bloody. I don't know what happened there, but his mouth. That was, was from bloody. the Hurricane Rana. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah he, and like, you could tell he'd been wiping it on his wrist tapes because they were turning like red from the blood coming from his mouth. Yeah, he he looked like he was in a fight. And this was awesome. Uh, this match even had a hook chant whenever uh, Punk and Hook started flipping each other off or something, <laughs> and then like there was a hook chant. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, I can't remember. I can't remember who said it. There was a funny tweet that said, uh, um, "Hook looks like a." Uh, Always just looks like a college student who got locked out of his dorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he always has like sweatpants <laughs> and like a tank top on, and his hair is kind of crazy. I like some people compare him to Tom Tom Holland to Spider Man, which is always funny. Yeah, no, I see it. Mm-hmm. I definitely see that. Yeah, I see he could too. be he could be Tom Holland's stunt double in yeah, the movie for sure. for sure. Yeah, but yeah. yeah this, I, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You were probably going to say the same thing. I was just gonna say I I love this match. It was it was awesome. Hook or not Hook Hobbs didn't look bad at all in defeat. Uh, he just got outsmarted no, by, the, by the crafty veteran, which is uh, a tale as old as time in wrestling stories. So that's good to see. And yeah, hopefully oh, I hope to have a rematch sometime soon because that'll be good. Oh, for sure. I think uh, this is the best thing that could have happened to Team Taz, mm-hmm. especially coming off of that cage storyline, which looks like that might not be happening now well yeah i saw something online i think cage is injured or something like his knees are messed up or something so yeah there's uh there's some no one's really saying anything but there's some uh like i don't really want to speculate but anything i it's just it is speculation it is what it is but uh there's some rumblings that cage may not be the most liked person yeah, in the company, but again, what, this is what, just from me speculating. What was it on Dark, where the commentaries were just kind of burying? Oh uh, yeah, well, Taz rightfully. <laughs> well, yeah, buried, it makes sense in the story Cage <laughs> because it's a storyline. But then uh, Excalibur responded by laughing and saying, "Oh yeah, there's a lot of buyer's remorse with Cage right now." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like that from from Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Excalibur's the fifty-fifty down down the middle guy. Yeah. He just buried Cage. But yeah, there's some stuff that. Uh, well, his wife was tweeting out too, like that he wasn't very happy and stuff. So that he was, he's not very happy. He's 
he refuses to get the vaccine, so he can't work in every at every mm-hmm. venue that they're yeah. in. Like he's holding himself back by this, and I assume rubbing some people the wrong mm-hmm. way a little bit. Um. Anyways, yeah, he he did come off pretty good in the dark side of the ring, though I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, uh... He came off as a good a good guy. I mean, which I thought he was prior to this, but yeah, his uh his vaccine um opinions leave a bit to be desired. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. But yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see Stark Starks versus Punk, because that promos would be just pure awesome. hmm Absolutely. Alright, so the next segment we had was really short, but I thought smart and makes me happy going forward. It was yeah, a this is cool. sort of a triple vignette between Rosa, Nyla, and Jade. And it was essentially these three ladies just setting up a killer triangle of a rivalry between the three of them um, where they're, they're going to have matches between like uh singles matches between the three of them. I'm hoping it'll maybe end in a triple threat for the TBS title. That'd be cool. That'd be which really is cool. yet to be announced. I yeah. think that would be awesome. And I would hope that Rosa would win because uh, Jade is, she's in a position where she, she's going to be a champ, mm-hmm. but I don't think she has the, she hasn't quite put together the in ring yet. Yeah. She, I'd say her, another year of her just, yeah, I should be ready to go a year, maybe half a year. Yeah. Um, it, she's like picking it up really quick. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Her moves look really good. It's for me, it's the striking. She's sort she's where Britt Baker was when she started in mm-hmm. AW for me. Like you can see there's hesitancy, mm-hmm. like the moves look good, but there's sort of like, there's like a, an extra little step that she takes. Like there's a little, like there's hitches mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Um, but she will be amazing. And I, th- I think uh, the first ever women's triple threat for for that TBS title would be amazing. Yeah, it's cool too. Yeah. Uh, like a, a triangle rivalry, you don't see that too often in any wrestling promotion. So it's cool that they're doing it. These three ladies in it. It's yeah, more stories dope. like what we've been talking. So it's good. More stories mm-hmm. outside of the the title picture, which is always a good thing. So there's three storylines right now in the mm-hmm. women's division. We've got. Uh, Baker with Ruby Soho, which will, I assume, transition away, but mm-hmm. essentially the main event. Then you've got the um, the Anna J and HFO people, mm-hmm. and then you've got this one. So it's like, okay, yeah. great. This is really good stuff. I yeah. I want to see more than one on a show at a time, but yeah. this is good stuff. It's this a is good. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. Okay, so I'm excited about that. And next we had the. Super Click versus Christian and Jurassic Express. This was this was nutty. This was PWG in front of twenty thousand people. This was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, these are the matches that it's hard to do a podcast about. Yeah, because <laughs> you're like, fuck. How do I? How do I even talk about this? Mm-hmm. Um, Cole finally lined up his boom gesture with his new song, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the whole crowd did it too, which is really cool. I don't know how they knew to do it at that exact moment. I guess I they're just waiting for him to do it. Yeah, because he had his hand up like he's getting ready to... Because he points to himself when he does the boob, so that's probably the cue to... He's done that the last two times he's been there, but the fans didn't boom with it. But yeah. he's got it with the song now, and it, it's good. Because yeah. that was the best part of his previous song. Mm-hmm. And yeah. his new song is so good. I love his it, new song. It's so good. I Like, I was just so listening catchy. to it on Spotify the other day. I was like, holy shit, this is good. I was just singing in the shower, mm-hmm. like soaping up, going boom, baby. It's the the guitar work that, like the the guitar work in that song, is fucking great. It's groovy yeah. as hell. Yeah, it is. Um, this was a great match to reintroduce North America to the Super Click. Yeah, so. they have a new Super Click shirt, which is is a cool shirt. It's cool. I didn't realize at first that it was two like bucks, like deer kissing yeah. the skull. I was like, "Oh, that's not as cool." Yeah, but like, <laughs> the, but the type looks cool. I mm-hmm. thought it was just a skull. I didn't realize there was two, two deer, deer deer kissing the skull. Yeah, 
It's like, ah, not as cool. They always just do a little too much. They go just that one step too that's, far. And they're like, oh, I can't buy that. Wrestling shirt. shirts in general, though. It's always like, I know. if you just dialed this back like two degrees, it'd be the perfect shirt. Just just do a little less. Mm-hmm. Just do a little less. Um, I did, however, buy that pink Kenny Omega shirt. Oh, yeah. The other day. I'm I had to, to. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I had to buy it from the States because the uh, they don't have it on the international site. Uh, which might be because maybe they just don't have that like pink shirt mm-hmm. to print it on at the, uh, at the other locations. Yeah. But uh, I bought it. So I'll get that in like four months. Yeah. I'm trying to, <laughs> I keep showing my wife all these shirts so I can buy her one and then return by the Malachi black shirt of just him in the mask, that picture of him in the mask shirt. Like, Cause I, I think I've almost got her convinced to buy the iHeart coffin drop shirt because she always mm, says he nice. coffin dropped the coffin. That's like that was like her favorite line in AEW history is he coffin dropped the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's good. I had said for like I was on I can't buy any more shirts in mm-hmm. a while, but then uh, I spilt coffee on a white shirt too many times oh, to yeah. the point where a stain wouldn't come out anymore. So I was like, all right, that one's retired. Time to <laughs> time replace for, it. Time to replace it. And replace it with another light colored shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, back to this match. Um, I really liked that uh, they did a great job of teasing Cole versus Jungle Boy mm-hmm. within this match. Like, they really did a good job keeping them away from each other. Yeah. They really didn't get much offense on each other at all, with the exception of that one, um, that camel clutch into the the double super kick from the bucks mm-hmm. with the kiss. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I really like that. Um, Luchasaurus looked really, really good getting his shit in on the bucks. Yeah. Which is very funny to me because like the bucks are so easy to cheer against mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And who ever would have thought that yeah. like in AW, like yeah, in their own company, gleefully cheering against the bucks. Whereas yeah. like Britt Baker, and even Kenny Omega, it's hard to... People have a hard time booing them. Mm-hmm. Same with Adam Cole, but the young bucks yeah. there. <laughs> He'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. He'll get there eventually. Oh, Adam when, Cole will, uh, for sure. He's such a good heel. Like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to see. The, um, Ricky Starks gave... <laughs> he had some really funny lines in this. Uh, I love that he got an absolute no sell from the rest of the commentary booth when he said that uh, Luchasaurus had a smooth brain. That was hilarious. And the commentary booth went silent, and he, he just said, "Well, shit!" <laughs> and then they all started laughing again. Mm-hmm. He's just like, "Wait, a, why'd you guys gotta do me like that?" Yeah, <laughs> I like too. There in this match, uh, Starks and Taz were played up how much they loved. Um, uh, Don Callis, but then as soon as the match is over, Don Callis left like, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> they have so much fun when mm-hmm. these three are on commentary. Yeah. Um, I really like that Jungle Boy looked super strong in this match. Yeah. He, t- he took out the Bucks single-handedly and almost got the win, but it got broken up. Mm-hmm. Um, then Luchasaurus took the pin after taking every finisher known to man and Dino kind. Like yeah. <laughs> he basically got then hit with a meteor at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the extinction level event for him. But he did have that cool when you're talking about him taking out the Bucks when he choke slammed was it Nick onto Matt? That was cool. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> he did like the 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 double goozle. Yeah, but they were both standing up. It was like I've seen it where they do it when somebody's laid down, but he had Matt yeah. up and he picked Nick up. <laughs> that was cool. I don't know how you do that. And he had his hand. Yeah. he had his other hand reversed. Yeah, like that's a lot of coordination, and mm-hmm. the Bucks just knowing how to take the move mm-hmm. yeah everyone in this um, match was super over which is awesome everyone on this whole card was super over which is awesome yeah the booking of the match was really really well done mm-hmm. like the uh just who got who who hit who with offense and when and who took the pin and from who like just really smartly done mm-hmm. um then we have the next match we had men of the year versus Jericho and Hager. I honestly couldn't be asked about this match. Um, yeah, it's okay. It this is it this is terrible, where. But... Yeah, this is where because I was so tired, I have to confess I zoned out mm-hmm. for this match, and 
again, part of that is because this is sort of a storyline that nobody wants. Yeah. So you're not invested in it. So with it being so late at night, my brain was just like, okay, self-preservation mode. Mm-hmm. And just like sh- put the shutters down on my eyes for a bit. Yeah. However, I did pop for that one roundhouse high kick from Ethan Page. Yeah. That was cool as fuck. Ethan, I've, I think we've talked about it before, but Ethan Page is deceptively huge because he's as big as Hager, which is insane. He's a, big, he's a very big man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why he. That's why he can launch those guys with the ego's edge and just throw them. Mm-hmm. through the yeah. air because he doesn't seem that big and then he like he threw was it he threw someone really big at one point i was like holy yeah. fuck yeah <laughs> um i think oh yeah it was bear bronson mm-hmm. yeah that was the one where he did he he groined bear bronson as well yeah yeah he hit him with retweeting it edge. like the aw account was even retweeting it Ghosty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> really yeah, good but, shit um, yeah, this was this was just okay. It was definitely the like, not, I don't want to say bathroom break match, but like the the rest match after. There were there were a couple mm-hmm. on the show. There were there were two, um, but yeah. The however, the post match, I was genuinely surprised how much I enjoyed it. It was a good um, beatdown, but I don't watch MMA, so I have no idea who any of these people are. <laughs> Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I I knew who I know who three quarters of these people are because three quarters of them are from when I used to watch MMA mm-hmm. like religiously. So, like I know who Junior DeSantos is. I know who Andre Orlovsky is because that was when I was watching. Um, and it tells you that these guys are older now and not really doing their thing anymore, which is why they're here. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, some other more important people within the industry as well but anyways jericho and hager drag lambert in into the ring after the match after he cost them the match yeah and which that's cool too that men of the year went over that's a much needed yeah, win for them it is and <laughs> i would hope that they would now send them towards the title because mm-hmm. they they deserve it and yeah. i think they could have a great match with uh somebody in the title picture and it gets scorpio sky some shine yeah. which he needs. He's been there since day one. Mm-hmm. He's one of the like very first signings of the company. So show the man some respect. Yeah. Give him another shot. Um, but yeah, so it, I thought it was... The beatdown was... All of American Top Team comes in, and the beatdown was convincing. Like, it's not normally convincing when people who aren't trained professional wrestlers uh-huh. get in the ring like sometimes they pull their punches a bit but like these look like legit shots mm-hmm. that they were giving and taking like i was taken aback by how good junior DeSantos looked with his shots like normally like it looks like they're pulling their punches it did not look like that yeah and jericho legit had was busted open on his forehead he had he got some color in this um page van zant who's a bare knuckle boxer came in that was the woman she was wearing the the pink suit she yeah. gave some shots to jericho and then jorge masvidal if uh, he's pro he's probably the most um pro wrestling uh friendly mma guy because he's got a big personality mm-hmm. he's the guy that when the title was vacant or when the guy who held the title was hurt he made his own title called the bad motherfucker title essentially like the ftw title yeah and he defended it Mm -hmm. in in ufc that's awesome and and he had a famous knockout where the bell rang to open the fight and he just ran across and did a v trigger to a guy (laughs) so that's why he did it to Mm -hmm. uh and knocked him out cold so that's why he did it to chris jericho here and that looked really that looked really good that was was like that was a good knee I was like, "Holy shit!" No, he did it. Mm-hmm. Like I like this could have looked really bad, but this looked really good. And I don't think it is by accident that everybody was wearing the the plain black um, American Top Team shirt, except for Masvidal and Paige Van Zandt. Mm-hmm. She was wearing the bright pink suit, and he was wearing the flashy like a uh, jumper or romper that he was wearing. So I'm like okay, these two may be sticking around for a bit. Yeah. I can see and, that. 
and that would and they're stars they are legit stars like they will get people to tune in so because i've heard some people on twitter they were saying and rightfully so that if these mma guys aren't going to be sticking around it's a lot of sunk time for no for no payoff for no reward yeah and again this kind of comes back to effectively using the talent you have get a woman's match on get a match with a person of color on like when when these controversies are swirling around your company don't spend time on guys who aren't with the company Mm -hmm. for sure so if they are sticking around great because these guys are uh these guys are legit stars in their Mm -hmm. industry and they will bring more eyes to the company Like, if Jorge Masvidal has a match in the company, people will tune in for that. Yeah. Like, this isn't Mike Tyson, who's a (laughs) has-been. Like, uh, no disrespect to Mike Tyson, he's cool. Well, I shouldn't say that, Um, (laughs) because he has his issues. He has his issues, but he's... But he's a a major celebrity. Mm -hmm. But Jorge Masvidal can go sell out an arena tomorrow. Mm -hmm. He's been in the main event picture in, in the UFC within the past year. Yeah. He had that cool suit on last night too. Yeah, so I think there, there's this was as good as I could have ever thought that an angle for those guys would go. Yeah, I still, if I had my wish, I wouldn't bring people in from the outside. I would focus on the talent you have. Yeah, and it was a strange, like large grouping of. MAGA people in one ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, again, kind of like, okay, I have nobody I, I like in this ring. Masvidal has worn the red hat. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Um, so I don't love that. But anyways, let's move on to the next match. And that was HFO and Proud and Powerful. Or, yeah, H- or who is, who is from the HFO? It was um, it was HFO versus Proud and Powerful and Lucha Bros. Yeah, so it was Butcher and the Blade and Private Party. Private Party, yeah. Versus Proud and Powerful and the Lucha Bros. And this was an absolute whirlwind of a match. Yeah. Even more so than the Super Click match. Um, yeah, this one didn't have any structure like the Super Click would have. This one was no, just like all high no. spots. <laughs> yeah. The, Santana and Ortiz came out in their Warriors gear and yeah. makeup, which I love. I'm a old school Warriors fan. I own that DVD. You remember the game? Oh, I owned it. Yeah, that game was awesome. <laughs> I loved that game. Uh-huh. I I I had never seen the movie. Or no, I watched the movie actually, funny enough, on TNT. No, that's good. <laughs> but it used to come on TNT all the time. Exactly. That's how yeah, I watched it. Yeah. I watched it on TNT one time. I don't know how, because they didn't have cable. I don't know. It was in college. Probably like um, a free weekend or something. Yeah, it was somehow it came through on our TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I immediately I went to research the movie and I saw the game and so it was by Rockstar. And then I got it for Christmas that year. And yeah, that game was that's one of Rockstar's most underrated games. Yeah, for sure. That game was so much fun. Yeah, because I had played the game and then I, I was like, I had heard of the movie, but I'd never seen it. But then after playing the game, I mm-hmm. went, mm-hmm. I think I went to Blockbuster or something and rented it. Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. So campy. I love it yeah. so much. Um, yeah, there might as well not have been a ref for this match. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just like a fluid stream of tag team moves, mm-hmm. just interchanging between the teams. Yeah. It's just like tag one tag team move just flowed into another tag team move, just mm-hmm. flowed into another one. It was just like a cyclical event that was happening. And it was fun to watch, but it's a fool's game to try and recap it. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to. Um, I will say, though, that the butcher stood out because he's the only guy not flying around. Yeah. And at one point, he just caught Phoenix midair. is like, slow the fuck down. Yeah. And just powerbombed <laughs> him in the middle of the ring. I was like, good for you, butch. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, I also popped huge for um, Matt Hardy trying to cut somebody's hair and orange Cassidy came out and then Jack Evans got knocked the fuck out yeah. <laughs> by orange Cassidy and Taz and Starks legit had me crying. Yeah. Um, 
Starks yells, he wasn't ready. And Taz yells, or and Taz just goes, good job, Jack. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like, They're so good together in commentary. And he said, he said, oh, Jack got knocked out. And, and Starks is like, no, he's not. He's just sleeping. Mm-hmm. And Jack is just lying like fucking like, like Jesus on the cross yeah. on the stage. Um, Santana hit one of the nicest cutters I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like he got up so high for it. Um, Cassidy took a kick to the face from Penta, which he legit just took in the mush. Yeah, like That's nuts. I watched his face compact. I watched his face snap back, mm-hmm. and then I watched. He was up for like a power move afterwards, and he was still holding his nose. <laughs> so like, I think he got it busted by that mm-hmm. kick. I was like, oh god, he took that yeah. like right in the face. And then Proud and Powerful got the pin in New York against Private Party, who are also from New York. Yeah. That was wonderful. Um, and I mean, Butcher and Blade are from Buffalo, New York. Yeah, but. they are. Has <laughs> called that out. He said uh, three quarters of this match is from New York, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. And three quarters of a eight-man match were also people of color. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Which is cool. Yeah. More of that. And more Butcher and the Blade. I, I think I was texting in the um, Facebook, yeah, so, the Facebook group we're in. And I was like... Yeah, I thought it was... Uh, I, I hope that Proud and Powerful, that now this will launch them up the rankings a bit. I like that they're going to do... It looks like they're going to do a rivalry between the two teams based off of mutual respect, which I which like. Which is cool. I bet they'll start out mutual and then as it get, keeps going, they get more and more It'll heated. get... It'll get heated and it'll their competitive juices will get going. I like in a sports based company, if that is how they're still trying to present themselves, um that that happens. Sometimes you face somebody that you respect. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And it doesn't have to be a blood feud, and I don't think it should. Because they're both um put forward as as faces. Mm-hmm. both teams so that's good <laughs> afterwards we have uh, uh matt hardy volunteering jack evans for a hair versus hair match <laughs> he says we we're gonna do a hair versus hair match orange cassidy and jack evans and yeah. jack evans just goes wait no that's not the deal uh, oh and he just looks so sad mm-hmm. holding on to his ponytail and it's like oh jack evans this poor soul but he looks good with a shaved head. We've seen it before. Um, yeah. So he'll be all right. Um, that makes a lot more sense than Matt Hardy having his head shaved. Cause I don't really want to see that as yeah, cool as that yeah. would be. Whenever he first started talking about the hair versus his, like they're actually going to do it. But Matt Hardy's had long hair like his whole life. So I don't know if he's ready to cut that off. No, he's going to hold on to that with grim for grim life. Like mm-hmm. the Hardy or not the Hardy boys, like uh, the young bucks. Yeah. It's his identity. Mm-hmm. Um, the next segment was very funny. I mean, it was really good, but also very funny again because of Starks and Taz. Um, this was Miro just murdering Fuego and Sammy. Oh yeah, so, Starks dancing in the background made this whole thing. It's just Starks so awesome. dancing and Taz just laughing. Yeah, Taz just going, "Oh!" Is <laughs> it Starks is just like. <laughs> doing his best uh what's that guy on smackdown that people love that uh, does commentary oh uh pat mcafee yeah doing his best pat mcafee impression in the background mm-hmm. um really good stuff uh yeah so sammy and fuego come out they're doing the cards thing and i was like this is weird this normally they just do this during picture in picture why are they doing this now it's kind of a waste of time and then of course miro shows up behind them yeah, he, just, he appears out of nowhere like a phantom. <laughs> just trucks Sammy and then mm-hmm. picks up Fuego and throws him like off the stage, clears a barricade and yeah. through a table. Is like, holy fuck, he murdered Fuego. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, Taz is just laughing his ass off. And Ricky Starks is just waving his arms <laughs> around like the inflatable Wacky wave, like, wacky waving inflatable tube men. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like like that old used car thing. Mm-hmm. 
so funny. And then they put uh they put Sam he put Sammy in the game over and damn near rips his head off. Mm-hmm. So good. This is wonderful. And we're getting Sammy versus Miro next week. I can't wait. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. No Hopefully. matter who wins, it's the right choice. Yeah. I still don't think it's time to take the title off Miro. I just I'm really loving what Miro's doing right now and I don't want to see him lose. But yeah, Sammy, it's just, Sammy would be a good choice for, to it's, be. It's just a case of like, no matter who wins, it's like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, perfect. Like, I'm excited to see where this goes or keeps going. It doesn't, I'm good with it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay, next segment, we have Andrade talking about essentially saying Pac and I are going to run it back, which is cool. I think people want to see that. Um, he says, uh, he says that he doesn't need help from anyone, and his assistant Jose now knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, he says if Jose interferes again, he will treat him like he treated Chavo, and he says that Pac won't have any excuses next time he loses. So, uh, okay, great, mm-hmm. can't wait to see it. Um, I'm ready for Andrade and Pac to be sort of moved up the card a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah, me too. I want to see a little bit more importance put on it. Because mm-hmm. they don't really feel like stars as much as they legitimately are. Yeah. They feel mid-card, which I don't think they should feel mid-card. Not at all. So they could do a little better with that. And I think part of that is Pac, Pac's not always there because he's mm-hmm. in the UK. And Andrade doesn't speak English. So yeah. there's a little... They gotta, they gotta figure something out mm-hmm. with that. But the match will be great, and their last match was great. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so the the next match was the was Anna J versus Penelope Ford, and this was that other unfortunate come match. just yeah. come down, go to sleep match for me. I feel like I've seen this match four times already. Yeah, well, and not to get I haven't. Too- yeah. <laughs> that's the problem not to get too far ahead but they announced a tag match between these i feel like this should have been the tag match here tonight yeah like this little feud has been going on too long mm-hmm. it's an extension of the hfo stuff yeah and the in the dark order stuff um because we've had a combination of anna J, uh ty conti penelope ford and and the bunny facing off against each other for what feels like a month mm-hmm. with one of the four always running in after the fact or during the match to either prevent or to hit someone with a with brass knuckles and it always ends the same way and this is where it just it's diminishing returns i feel like i've seen this eight different ways mm-hmm. just get to the tag match <laughs> yeah like i don't i don't I don't know. It felt if I'm watching a match for the first time and it feels like I've already seen the match, that's a problem. Yeah. And it didn't get enough time. They didn't do enough to get me involved. It was in commercial as long as it was on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, someone got hit by the breast knuckles. Ty Conte came out, got hit by the breast knuckles again. I'm 95% sure that happened on Dark last week as well so i think it happened diff- on uh rampage last week when uh, t- uh anna fought uh the bunny <laughs> yes you, you see that that's a problem mm-hmm. like it's it's the exact same thing happened again this time um after the match the hfo lined the outside of the ring to prevent orange cassidy from coming out and defending the beatdown which was interesting mm-hmm. so you've got orange cassidy and statlander up top they can't get there and then the Dark Order music hits. The Dark Order, all of them, come running down to the ring. They chase off the HFO. And then Uno and Grayson bail out from the ring and they head up back up the ramp. So they're not... They're still not on good terms with the with the rest of the Dark Order. And to me, it feels like the Dark Order is treading water and the mm-hmm. fans are seeing that as well because they're yeah. not getting the same pops that they used to even a month ago. Yeah. And part of that is because hangman, well, it is, it's 1000% because hangman's not there. 
Yeah. Um, so he needs to, he needs to come home. He yeah. needs to, to, to stop being a family man at home and come home to AW. Yeah, um, come back to his other family on TV. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, you can tell that they're just waiting for him to come back and you can tell that the fans are just waiting for him to come back. Mm-hmm. Like they are not like, uh, before hangman even joined them they were popping for dark order now they're not popping for dark order anymore yeah. so that that's a problem yeah i don't think this civil war thing has really gone as they planned since hangman's been off i think if he's still there it'd be it would be better mm-hmm. but yeah it's not working yet or anymore yeah um again it's sort of just the the bread has been spread too thin over that, or the butter's been spread too thin over the piece of bread, mm-hmm. to use a uh, Bilbo Baggins yeah. <laughs> reference <laughs> there, um, which I recommend not doing that. There's, there isn't a way of looking more nerdy than quoting Bilbo. <laughs> okay, so now on to the main event. We have Lance and... Minoru Suzuki versus Kingston and Moxley, and the the split screen interview with Mark Henry was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Archer and Minoru Suzuki are talking on the one side. Kingston is just tweaking, yeah, <laughs> and the other on the other side, just like losing his mind. Um, well, while Lance is talking. Like legit going into a feud with his shirt, trying to rip it off. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he lost it to the point where I think Moxley was trying really hard not to not to corpse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so funny, and I think at one point Kingston even threatened to shoot Lance Archer or <laughs> <laughs> Suzuki. Mm-hmm. He's like, "You're in New York. You're gonna get. You're gonna get shot." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, "Oh my god." He was so amped up for this match. He was yeah. so excited. He was like a little kid out there. Mm-hmm. The match was wild. It was clear that they didn't really have many plan or many spots planned out for this match. Like they're just yeah. like, we're just gonna go out there and Fight. hit each other with things. Yeah, there's only like I only really remember like one really big spot when Suzuki booted Kingston through the table. Yes, that's the I didn't remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing these notes, and I have here. At some point, Kingston went through a table, and I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah. Suzuki. They, it's after their chop exchange. Yes. And okay. Suzuki just kicked him right through the table. <laughs> oh, right. It was propped up in the ring. Okay, mm-hmm. I do remember that. Um, Minoru Suzuki and and uh, and Moxley recreated their chair duel on the mm-hmm. ramp, which is a fam- a famous lightsaber dual scene that they did in uh in new japan so it was mm-hmm. cool to see they brought that back um moxley had his hands taped behind his back after kingston got put through the table so he was mia mm-hmm. at this point and he just got whipped and hung with a leather strap for what felt like 10 minutes yeah yeah this match <laughs> was surprisingly one-sided to archer and suzuki i thought at this point the match kind of sagged Mm-hmm. A little bit, not that I could ever be mad at this match because it was glorious to even see this on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like this is where, like, oh, they probably could have planned a couple more spots, yeah, as opposed to just they literally just whipped Moxley for like yeah. <laughs> seven or eight minutes mm-hmm. in the ring. And I think the fans were looking around being like, okay, what's coming? Because they're clearly waiting for a spot mm-hmm. for something to happen. And then that thing happened, and that was. On the on the video wall and on the ramp, it said homicide, and we mm-hmm. got music, and people are looking at the ramp. They're like, "Oh my god, homicide's here!" This is the granddaddy of New York wrestling. Yeah, he comes out through the crowd. He comes in the ring. He hits Archer with a chair. He dumps Suzuki other. Then he gets tossed from the ring, but not before cutting the tape off of Moxley's wrists. Mm-hmm. Moxley hits the paradigm shift on on Suzuki and then friggin Kingston puts a trash can on Archer's head and just hits him 85 times. Yeah. Just kept him, just off for the win. That, that was the finish. <laughs> yeah. He just hit the trash can 85 times with a kendo mm-hmm. stick, hit himself in the head with the kendo stick at one point. Cause he was so yeah. excited. Um, and then 
yeah, and then afterwards, the three of them come in the ring. They're celebrating. Um, I highly, highly suggest people go online on Twitter and listen to or and watch Kingston's impassioned speech afterwards. It is amazing. And for mm-hmm. people that don't know, homicide essentially saved Kingston's life when he had when he was struggling with substance abuse. Yeah. So he that he is he's a father figure to him and mm-hmm. is cool as hell. And if people don't realize um, homicide and Suzuki had a match that aired or they had a match that took place last night. Yeah. It was and it aired before yeah. the AEW show. <laughs> While the show was going on, it, it happened like 30 minutes before this match started homicide and Suzuki had a match, which I <laughs> kept joking. Like, how did they get there so fast? Well, it was I in joked, New York city too. So they kind of made sense, but <laughs> I, I made a joke that they were whipping Moxley so long that homicide was able to get across <laughs> the country <laughs> to get involved in the match. I had enough time to get there. Yeah. Which, uh, from what I've seen, the Suzuki homicide match was great too. So, oh, apparently, New Japan tweeted that uh, they're going to run it back in New Japan. This oh, nice. match, nice. Yeah, he's been showing they, up on New Japan Strong, so that makes sense. Homicide. Yeah, they they said that. Um, has he really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's. I'm fairly sure he's signed with Ring of Honor, but that mm-hmm. from what I've heard from, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Sean Ross Sapp said from what he's heard from talking to everybody is that all of the companies are in good with each other. That's like they're cool. all on very good terms. Like even ring of honor who hasn't really done anything mm-hmm. with anybody other than new Japan is like, they're all friendly right now, even That's if good. it hasn't happened yet. That's good. So, yeah. so obviously they let homicide show up and he, mm-hmm. he signed to them. As far as I know, mm-hmm. he's got a fa- he's got a stable in, in yeah, ring of honor. Tag team champs in Ring of Honor with the, the Dirty Daddy, so that that's significant. And he mm-hmm. he had his own music. He had his own Titan Tron. He had mm-hmm. his own. I guess it's not a Titan Tron, but he had his own Jumbotron. Um, the only thing that sucks about that thing is I saw it beforehand. I wish I hadn't seen yes, it. Yes, flipped out. That that was the thing. I went online to to read some uh, Grand Slam reactions, and that was the first thing I saw on mm-hmm. Twitter. Is like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And it's from. It's from journalists that I trust not to do that shit. So yeah. it's pretty mad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, I like this match a lot. It, it did kind of drag a little bit. Yeah. It didn't seem very planned out. It just seemed like, all right, we're just going to go out there and just do a bunch of crazy shit. I liked that. Um, they had young, young boys out there for, yes. uh, Archer to beat up. <laughs> he's had a little violent interlude. Yeah. Like halfway through the match, he's just like, I'm going to go punch some different people. Yeah. And then chokeslam <laughs> mocks onto all of them, which was awesome. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. It was like right before, was it before the commercial break? I don't know. Is when he went out and beat them all oh, up. Oh, they, they were choking him by the mm-hmm. yeah by the belt. And they're just like, <laughs> well, they're choking with the belt. They say, and hey, now we gotta go to commercial break. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Moxley's being hung. Suzuki's got his tongue out. I loved Suzuki and Kingston fighting in the ring. You know, Kingston had to absolutely love that when they were exchanging oh. the shoulders and the chops and stuff. You know, Kingston had to be like, this is this is a dream come true. It is a dream come true. And mm-hmm. I loved Suzuki's reaction after the first two chops where he does that laugh and then sticks mm-hmm. out his tongue. Yeah. It's, like, oh, it's, it's heartwarming. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's chilling and heartwarming at the same yeah. time. It's yeah. It's, it's scary, but you also love to see it. But yeah. This, this whole night was a lot of fun. Good main event. It's awesome. Kingston got to have a big win on, uh, in his hometown in front of 20,000 people. Like no one deserves that more than him. Mm-hmm. I do hope that at some point AEW can transition over to like six o'clock on Saturday or something, mm-hmm. as opposed to ten o'clock on uh, Friday. Like six o'clock, and then even two hours, even two hours. Even though I thought that this episode showed that maybe they don't need the two hours, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, even sure. two hours, like if they go six to eight, mm-hmm. that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. And then on uh, and then on pay per view nights you could go, it could be the uh, the intro to the pay per view, mm-hmm. even though that would be a lot of wrestling. But still. yeah, I would. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about next week. So I'll start with Dynamite because that's first. We have Miro versus Sammy for the TNT title. I legit don't know how that's going to play out, so that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that. 
this would be a really good match. And like I, in my head, I'm always like, oh, Mira's going to win. But I'm like, I don't know. Sammy could win. That'd be a pretty big upset and cool story. So we'll, it's like one of those things where it's good that you don't know the outcome 100%. Absolutely. Then we have Dante Martin and Matt Seidel versus Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson. Cool. <laughs> um, this, it's not significant that Cody's right back on TV right away. Um, and he's noticed that he's facing two very, very white meat baby faces. Mm-hmm. So For this, sure. this could be a good, uh, way to introduce heel Cody if yeah. they're going that route. Well, didn't Arn tweet out like Cody's too Hollywood now or something like that too? So. Yeah, and that, but I saw a little more from that interview, and it was a little less accurate than mm. it was more like, oh, people people are booing him because they don't like when their wrestlers go off and do they go do their shows and they get too big for the like uh they they feel like they're like their their stars are leaving them. Oh, mm-hmm. that's not why people are upset that Cody. Yeah. Like they're upset that he appears to be um he appears to lack some what what's that word I'm looking for? Uh self-awareness, but I don't mm-hmm. think so. I think he's act I think he's playing this up. Oh, for sure. I fully see him. I could see even uh Dante Martin and Matt Sydal winning. And then Cody getting mad at Lee Johnson or something. Oh yeah, sure. That could that could happen as well, for sure. Because um, Lee Johnson's not a heel, so Lee could be upset with Cody's heel antics, or maybe Lee loses the match and Cody goes off on Lee. Who knows? Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of because you have to look at this. This is essentially a fallout from a pay per view, so we're gonna get new storylines here. Yep. Um, now we have. Penelope Ford and the Bunny versus Ty Conte and Anna Jay. Again, this is like the 85th episode in a row where we've seen these four women. This is going to so be ex- off. <laughs> I, yeah, it has to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my mind. And I love all of these competitors. I just, mm-hmm. they, they're on like elevation, dark, uh, dynamite and rampage every single episode i was like i've seen them so many times um i don't want to see them in this configuration anymore but i'm a i am a fan of them i just hope Mm -hmm. it moves on then we have jungle boy versus adam cole which holy fuck yeah i didn't think they were gonna go to this so soon um but i'm excited for that and it does kind of make sense because I feel like Adam Cole versus Christian is probably the main of is probably the pay per view. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then Man, that this match is going to be so good. It's going to be amazing, absolutely amazing. I cannot wait for that match. Mm-hmm. I never thought it was a match that I would get to see. Yeah, and then as soon as they uh, put them in the ring during Adam Cole's debut, I was like, "Holy fuck! It's right mm-hmm. there." It's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have on Friday, the only match so far is Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans in a hair versus hair match, which mm-hmm. is funny, but I don't know how great the match will be. Yeah. And again, it's the HFO Rampage Hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every, yeah, true. every Rampage, they get the a HFO ton of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, They usually get two segments on every Rampage. It's very strange, and I honestly, they got a less is more with them, please. Mm-hmm. Like even even the best acts in the company, like Orange Cassidy or FTR or Cody, is a big one right now. Like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Please, mm-hmm. please, just pump the brakes a little bit. I don't, yeah. I don't want to see you every episode. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. We've been going longer. Or no, we haven't. We've gone longer than a regular episode yeah. of, of Rampage. Not the yeah. two hours. Two hours this time. So I can't do 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock again. I was so done. Yeah, uh, it was 11 my time, but I was still like, I don't, I don't ever stay up that late. I was tired and then 
I hadn't watched Dark Side of the Ring yet, so I watched that too right after. Oof. That was, that was a very good episode. Yeah, it was. I liked it a lot. I liked mm. uh, the Young Bucks when they talked about Ready to Rumble. It's the greatest wrestling movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, Canyon was such an innovator and way ahead of his time. Like, way ahead of his time. <laughs> like, so ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Like, they showed him doing all these moves that are signature moves of current wrestlers in their 20s and 30s now that mm-hmm. he invented all those moves just yeah. on a whim like he, they weren't his finishers they were just moves he was doing mm-hmm. he was uh yeah that's unfortunate and it was that uh, they are right they talked about how nwo kind of mm-hmm. ruined his push and that yeah. makes sense because they came in they're like oh no we're reality now or reality wrestling so like he can't be out there like a mortal Kombat character which is again too bad because you look out there at penta and phoenix and you're like oh man he could still exist today yeah that was a crazy time at wcw i remember like when mortis and all those guys came in, i was like what this is like mortal i remember thinking this is like mortal Kombat. this is crazy yeah and then he uh and then they're like oh no everything has to be reality everything has to just be dark gritty weird middle weird like midlife crisis men mm-hmm. <laughs> who live in florida yeah. do like spray painting stuff on walls mm-hmm. which was one of the greatest storylines ever but now that we look back on it it's very funny yeah 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 especially <laughs> when they like went to the wolf pack and started wearing like fubu and stuff and, like 45 year olds wearing fubu <laughs> <laughs> like hulk hogan wearing the sock hats like yeah. the stocking hat. It was yeah. just the funniest thing. And Jinkos. And Jinkos. <laughs> My goodness. Like, I don't know how anyone who's not like a diehard wrestling fan could look at that and not think it's the stupidest fucking thing they've ever mm-hmm. seen. But the nineties, they were kind of a lawless time, so that like that's kind of it was cool back then. I don't know. It was cool back then, mm-hmm. but not cool. Like everyone want like thought it was cool, but deep down knew that it was the lamest thing they've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. See you next week. See-